welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. First and foremost, wishing all of you a most joy-filled Christmas and holy days to each and every one of you from our home to yours. Depending on where you live in the world today, it's either one or two days from Christmas Day for you. For us, it's the day before Christmas Eve Day, or as I like to call it, Christmas Eve Eve. (laughs) And immediately after this show, Michael and I, with a little help from a dear friend and a rented U-Haul trailer, will pack up and move our radio show studio to our new home in Roseville, California. We won't have time to do the rest of our move until after Christmas Day, and we won't be able to set up a tree or decorations or even a bed to sleep in by Christmas, but we'll set up an indoor picnic Christmas dinner for ourselves to celebrate on Christmas Day in our new home. Yay! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Finally! (laughs) And what a year it's been for us in wildly different ways, I'm sure. We've known for years that this time period we've been living in was going to be quite challenging, quite the challenging one, and so far it's proven to be for most of humanity. That's part of the reason that we decided it was time for us to host this global weekly show, which has been, what, a couple of years now? Going on, oh, it's almost three. Wow. And share with you what living the miracle means and why it's so important for humanity to learn to do so now. After all, when you're faced with personal and global challenges almost on a daily basis, and many of them aren't going away, and you aren't going to be able to solve them in any traditional way, well, it's definitely time for a miracle or ten, right? When everything that you know to do, and even the things that worked for you fine before, don't seem to be working, what else can you do? Rather than being scared, angry, exasperated, or hopeless, or blame someone or something for it all, you can clear the way for unexpected miracles. Of course, the first step to being able to do that is to know that a miracle is not only possible, It's really a necessity, not for the mere survival of just a body or the whole world, but for the more important opportunity this time period offers all of us, and that is the awakening of humanity. After all, what are we each here on earth for anyway? Then what is a miracle? It's what happens out of the sequence of time. That's why when we experience a miracle, we're surprised and delighted. Logic in our intellect tells us that B follows A and C follows B in life, 
Yet, a miracle always interrupts that neatly predicted sequential order of events because it always comes from beyond what we experience as time. It comes from the eternal in a way it actually collapses time. Miracles don't originate in our ordered routine day-to-day lives that most people live, assuming it started with their birth and will eventually end with their death. Miracles happen when we make a space in our mind for the reality of spirit, the limitlessness of the undivided beyond time and space. The intellect and logical mind will question whether such a thing even exists, yet they will never be able to answer that question because spirit is not a thing. If you look for spirit as a thing that you can wrap your so-called conscious mind around, you won't find such a thing. Spirit isn't a thing. A thing always has a beginning and an end to it. That's how you can call it something. Even a thought is a type of thing. That's why we call it a thought. Yes, I just had a thought. You did? Yeah, a second ago. Yeah, it went. (laughs) Yes, it came and it went. It had a beginning, a middle, and an ending, just like a Every good story, and I'm a big story person. There was no beginning to spirit, nor an ending. It always is and always will be. We all actually know this. That's why every one of us at some point in our lives wonder about what happens after we die. Many of us have wondered where we were or where we came from before birth. Most of us question Sometime in our lives, what the heck we're doing here? I know I have many, many times. (laughs) Something beyond our reasoning mind is suspecting something more. Something beyond all of this seemingly bound and shaped in space and time. So, when we make more space in our mind for that which is beyond the limitations of time and space, we start making space for miracles in our lives. When we begin to live as that limitless spirit in our day-to-day lives, we begin to experience more and more of that which others may call miracles. Miracles will never feel ordinary, but they become more and more normal. They're not something that can only happen in extreme or rare cases to the chosen few, but you can start to gain more certainty that they are available to everyone anytime, just for the asking. Ah, but you might argue that you've often asked for but didn't get a miracle. It doesn't work quite like a vending machine. If it did, you'd be your chosen you'd get your chosen snack or drink whenever you put your money in that slot and push the right button. Miracles aren't vended from the world we live in, so to have miracles, you have to ask for them in spirit. Today, just a couple of days before Christmas for us, we wanted to continue to explore the arena of psychic communication at the same time, bring more joy to the world. And boy, do we need that now more than ever, wouldn't you say? So we came up with this show about how you can each bring more joy to the world through the transformational power of your psychic communication. 
Yes, yay! yay. Joy to the world indeed. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite things, joy, joy, joy. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people are talking about hope, having hope. Well, just like Raphael just said earlier, you know, miracles, if you look for them in this world, you can't find them. You have to look to spirit. And same thing with joy. But part of what happens when you're looking for hope, right? In the world, sometimes it looks hopeless. <laughs> and especially in the world when it looks hopeless, then we need to look to where you find hope. And hope, like the miracle, is always from beyond time. If you look for hope in the future, well, that's kind of hard. You might not find it. Most people think hope is something to do with the future, but really it's not. Hope is what we have right now. And we have it right now because we're not looking for it in the world. We're looking for it in spirit where it's timeless. Well, there can never be too much joy in this world, right? That is for sure. You know, we don't have a, hopefully, we, <laughs> we don't have a joy patrol <laughs> and, and gives out tickets. Oh, you have too much joy. We're going to ticket you. Well, sometimes that kind of seems to happen. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like on that really wonderful day that you're driving down the road and having the best day of your life, and then the cop pulls you over for speeding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we actually had something like that happen once. Oh, yeah. We were <laughs> laughing so hard that we got pulled over. Well, I, I was laughing so hard, and I was driving, and I got pulled over. <laughs> because I think my my uh, mouth and and my uh, right foot on the accelerator, they, they kind of worked together. <laughs> oh, and I want to mention what we were listening. We were actually listening to something that day when that happened. Um, and it was our friend Steve Behrman, who is Swami Beyond Ananda in one of his uh, comedic uh, presentations. And at that time, it was on tape. So that tells you how long ago that was. Yeah. And, and so no matter how you go about it, you know, you could be la- uh, listening to some really funny guy or whatever the case might be, or you don't have to have a reason, right? Why look for reasons when when you can have joy immediately, right here, right now, without a reason. In fact, there's, there's never any shortage of joy. In spirit, joy abounds forever. But in this world, there seems to be so many ways in which we find ourselves robbed of our joy. In spirit, joy is natural and ever-present, while in, in spirit, It doesn't even enter our mind that joy or an endless experience of great happiness is something we need or want more of because we never experience a lack of complete joy in spirit. So what happens when we're here on earth during an incarnation? Remember, we're not of this world. We're just passing through. We're of spirit not of the body or the world, in which everyone seems to be in the world a separate body. When we find ourselves experiencing our lives here in this world, whenever we lose touch with our spirit truth, 
we lose access to our everlasting joy. Joy is a natural state of spirit. But since spirit is not of this world, if we forget and start looking for joy and everlasting happiness in the world, we can't find it. Only when we look inward within ourselves to spirit can we discover joy. No amount of accumulating even the finest things in this world can bring you everlasting happiness. But as soon as you become aware of the limitlessness of spirit, you would experience happiness and joy. Bringing more joy into this world requires psychic communication or communication from within ourselves as spirit. Psychic communication means soul-to-soul or spirit-to-spirit communication. Whenever you're aware of yourself as spirit and let your light shine in this world, you bring more joy into this world. Whenever you forget that you are spirit and not of this world, you close off your communication with and as spirit. You stop shining the light of your spirit awareness in this world. And then there's less joy experienced in this world if that happens. So to bring more joy into this world, it's as simple as being your true self in this world and not get yourself tangled up in the things and conditions of this world. It takes much neutrality and certainty to maintain your space constantly as the spirit that you are while still in this world. I remember sitting in prayer in the front pew in this magnificent Baroque pilgrimage church in Bernau, Germany. It's 2009. I was traveling through teaching in different places. Within moments of my entering into communion with spirit, I came face to face with a brilliant presence. He stood levitating above one of the niches adorned with cherubs tending to a religious figure that I didn't know who it was, smiling in the midst of a dazzling light and joyful radiance, he introduced himself as the one who was once known as Bernard of Clairvaux. Saint Bernard. I laughed. I literally laughed out loud in the front pew of this amazing cathedral. I laughed and because I was seeing the images <laughs> as soon as I heard St. Bernard, of course. I, I saw the images of those huge, lumbering, slobbering, and oh, so lovable rescue dogs toting little mini barrels of brandy around their necks, bounding through the snow-covered Alps to rescue avalanche victims or whatever. Then this being, this incredible bright being, laughed too. As he explained to me, patiently, (laughs) that those dogs were named after the other St. Bernard, not him. (laughs) He wanted to make that clear, but he was really laughing. Even in the silliness of this exchange, I felt lifted up in his celebration of life and above the cloud of confusion, seriousness, effort, and all the worries of humanity. He said to me, as he pointed to the radiant, joy-filled light surrounding us, 
All this is what this church is meant for. Yet, most people continue to stay attached to their worldly concerns and worries. They try hard in their daily lives and try to pray in seriousness. Yet, they do not see that they must rise above all that to where I am. Then they will see that none of what they believe to be important and worry about matters in the least. In this great joyous peace, nothing in the world matters. When nothing matters, you can change everything. So be joyful. He finished this communication to me with what was at once a validation as well as an instruction for me. He said, please continue to uplift many others toward God with your laughter and compassion, your healing and your teaching. Thank you for seeing that I am. Walk in God's light always. Of all the profound spiritual instructions he could give he could give me at that moment, St. Bernard encouraged me to continue inspiring people, first of all, with laughter and compassion, not just with some esoteric knowledge or special psychic talent. In his way, he was telling me that I could see him and speak with him because I had gratitude and joy in my heart for having the opportunity to sit and pray in this beautiful sanctuary built for spirit. I am coming in here because we're coming up on our first break, and for sure, Michael will continue this wonderful commentary. I love this story of St. Bernard. We're offering, coming up very soon, a teleclass to kick off the new year on Saturday, January 9th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. Mark your calendars. This is from our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think series titled, Energy work to make more space for your creativity in the world. This is the year to let go of past failures and regrets and create something new for yourself and the world in which you live. We welcome you to join us to learn how to do psychic energy work and create more space in this world to express your true creativity. For all the details and to sign up, go to our January events calendar section at www.michaeltamura.com That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-T as in Tom, A-M as in Mary, U-R-A, michaeltamura.com Or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday. We will return in just a couple of minutes to our show titled Joy to the World The Transformational Power of Your Psychic Communication Become our friend on Facebook Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. 
transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We're exploring how we can each bring more joy to the world with the transformational power of our psychic communication. And just before the break, Michael was telling a rather inspiring story, a rather inspiring story about his encounter with a being in a church in Germany named St. Bernard, but not the St. Bernard who the dogs were named after, but another St. Bernard who gave him very inspirational words. Michael, you want to continue that story? Yeah, I think the dogs, the furry St. Bernard, <laughs> Bernards are quite joyful too. <laughs> they they naturally, they're, they're naturally so funny, you know, those St. Bernards, but they're so big and lumbering and slobbering. They're one of the most slobbering types of dogs. And, and they're really funny because when they slobber, you know, and, and <laughs> they like you, they come and wipe their slobber on you. <laughs> yeah. I think our, our Great Pyrenees was related to, to yeah, the Yeah, Great Pyrenees have a, they're mountain dogs, you know, yeah. Bernese mountain dogs. And, yes. But it, that's that's how I remember that encounter with St. Bernard, the, the being, this great being. And um, uh, so... He had, I, I guess, during the historical time that he was incarnated, he did a lot to enhance, you know, as, as I experienced him in spirit, it was just all joy. And, and basically he was saying, he was looking at the other people in the church. There weren't a lot of people. There were maybe six people altogether scattered around this big cathedral. And um, I'd say... Uh, most of them, except for myself, was in there because they were desperate. They, they were praying. They were, you know, some of them were in despair. Some of them were really looking for answers or comfort, some hope, whatever they can, they can find. And they're coming to church to, to pray so that they can find something, ask for help. And so essentially what St. Bernard was showing me. He, he did a lot of showing. It was show and tell. And um, uh, he's pointing to the various people in the church who are praying and 
very, very serious, very sad, very, some of them, you know, just down and out. And he's got this incredible love and compassion and saying, if only they knew, all they had to do was look up, but they're looking down and not necessarily physically up and down, but looking up in energy, looking up to spirit. But they were looking down to the earth, down to the, to the world for help, world for answers, and world for hope, and they weren't finding any. And if only they looked up to spirit, where, where there's not a tangible thing. Like Raphael was saying earlier, you know, you can't wrap your mind around, around a, something to try to make it into an object. With spirit, you just have to open, not close. Wrapping your mind around something means you're closing that portion of your consciousness around something to say, this is this. This is a thing. But when you open to spirit, you're opening to the limitless. That's the only way you can communicate on a psychic level, any level. But you could only communicate psychically in spirit to the limitlessness of spirit if you open up. If you try to find a beginning and an ending, if you try to wrap around, grab something in spirit, it doesn't work. And so first thing is looking to that timelessness instead of when are we going to get there? How long is it going to take? One of the things I noticed more and more in recent times is, is how fast everybody's driving. It's, it's like you know, it doesn't matter if it's rush hour or, or there's hardly any cars. And it used to be that uh, there's a few people recklessly driving, you know, 20, 30 miles above the speed limit, not considering anyone else. But now it's like almost everybody's going so fast. <laughs> it's even hard sometimes to get into the freeway because you have to be going like 70 miles an hour right on the on-ramp to be able to merge in safely. <laughs> and, and still people are just whizzing by. And finally I realized, oh yeah, when do we have to hurry up so much? You know, when we're anxious, but what, what's underneath that? Well, when we're in pain, and stress is definitely pain. When we're suffering, pain. When we're suffering, we want to hurry up and get it over with. Let me out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to go somewhere else. I, I can't stand being where I'm at. Uh, but the only thing is, all we can ever do is be where we are. We can't be somewhere else. We can't be in the future. There's no such thing. In, in truth, there is no such future. There is no such past. So we could pray with fervor while standing in the middle of a desert to come face to face and dance with a dolphin. But it's only when we're willing to venture into the vast ocean that they can come swim with us because that is where dolphins live in the ocean. St. Bernard lives in total joy and in celebration of eternal life. I was willing to dive into prayer with loving laughter to 
danced with spirit. I swam in the direction where St. Bernard lives. Then he was able to come meet me partway. So often we expect God to come down to where we feel we are imprisoned. That's what St. Bernard was showing me with the other people who really needed help. It's not like they were faking it. They, they needed help more than many people. But we may feel like mountain climbers trapped in an avalanche. Yet for anyone to find us, we can't passively lie beneath the snow, powerless, and merely hoping for a rescue. Once a friend, true story, while skiing in uncharted territory, you know, he was an extreme skier, was swept down the slope in a big avalanche. He later told me that his first thought after realizing that he was completely buried in snow was that he was good as dead. Packed in the snow and unable to move, he was terrified. His two skiing partners, who narrowly escaped the massive snow slide and the helicopter pilot that dropped them at the top of the mountain, looking on from above, had the same thought. He's as good as dead. They stared in horror at the beautiful, fresh, new landscape of pure white. My friend realized he had to at least attempt to make his location known to his companions. So he tried to wiggle his left hand, but he couldn't budge it under the weight of all that snow. Then he tried his right hand. And to his amazement, not only did he succeed in moving it a little bit, his hand was actually so close to the, the surface that it broke through the snow to the outside air. His right arm had been outstretched when he got piled under to just below the snow surface when he was buried. So his companions were then able to see his colorful bright red gloved hand twisting through the whiteness, pure whiteness of the snow and come to his rescue. If our human companions can find us buried in an avalanche on a mountain with virgin snow with no trace of humans being there, right? It's not like a resort they were in. They had to drop down from a helicopter to ski there. Well, if human companions can find us, if we can even reach out to them with one hand, how much more can the miracles of God reveal themselves to us if we but turn our thoughts inward toward our divinity? Are we willing to reach out with our spiritual hand of loving and forgiving prayer to God? Then it would make it possible for God to send us a miracle to meet us halfway. It's said that the prophet Muhammad reported that God told him that if we but walk towards him, he would come running to us. And that if he were to meet him with sins equivalent to the whole world, he would greet us with forgiveness equal to it. That's, that's quite uh, 
instruction, right? Saying, hey, you don't have to go all the way. You just have to come towards me and I'll come to you. You know, if you come walking toward me slowly, I'll come to you running. And if you come to me with all kinds of pain and suffering and whatever it is that is bothering you, oh, I'll come to you and greet you with forgiveness equal to it all. The enormous power of psychic communication transforms the world we live in every day. That psychic communication begins with our inner communication with the Spirit of God that we might call prayer. Once we have that within us, then as we communicate as the Spirit that we are to others, as the Spirit that they are, we bring the light of joy and laughter of compassion and forgiveness into this world. With such power, how can we not but transform the world for the better. We don't necessarily need to know exactly what kind of transformation is even needed. All we need to know is that the transformation of healing can, can't do anything but benefit the world and everyone in it. So with psychic communication, it has to start with being able to use your awareness. You know, psychic means of the soul, so to use your soul awareness. And this is this can be a touchy subject because if you're sensitive or if you're even a psychic, natural psychic or, or a trained clairvoyant or whatnot, um, it comes with a, a set of problems if you don't know about what Michael has been talking about throughout most of the show. And that set of problems is when you're more sensitive, you you actually, you become more aware of everything. You know, some people look at psychic abilities as, ooh, you know, I wish I had psychic abilities because I could, you know, uh, win the lottery or things <laughs> like that. And that's not what your psychic abilities are really for. Um, it means you're more awake. It means you, you're, you are able to process more information on the subtlest of levels. But the problem that comes with it is if you're more sensitive or your psychic, you know, your psychic abilities are on and, and you know what's going on a lot more, uh, it, this can turn a little dark if you um, have a problem with becoming more aware of what's not so great. You know, be, you become more aware of God and spirit and joy and all the things we've been talking about. But you also can become more aware of, let's say, for instance, when you're communicating with someone that they threw some energy at you, and then it, you let it ruin your day. So using your psychic communication in, in the way of getting more information, you can also, you also have to be able to advance your level of response to the psychic energy and the psychic communication that you're receiving. And that was what Michael was talking about in regard to neutrality, being able to be neutral. And so if somebody's throwing energy at you, to be able to see where that person is coming from and be what we call a body of glass, let that go through and really be able to respond correctly rather than in kind. In other words, if somebody treats you badly, you treat them badly back. Eye for an eye. Exactly. Well, it appears that our second break is coming up, and we will continue this conversation. 
Um, but we have something remarkable that we want to talk about that we are offering, and uh, it's very special. So please get out your pencil paper and uh, make a note of, of this. We're offering our first four teleclass plus uh, bonus Zoom Q&A and social remote weekend the first one of 2021, and we're doing it rather the first weekend, what, which is what we normally do. We're doing it on Saturday, January 16th and Sunday, January 17th. Over the weekend, we'll teach what precognition, predictions, and prophecies have to do with your spiritual awakening and development, how you can develop your own precognition and learn to look into the future and how to set the energy of the new year for yourself to enjoy the life you are here to live. Launch your new year with certainty of direction and clarity of vision. The four teleclasses over the weekend will be, and by the way, that was the title, Launch Your New Year with Certainty of Direction and Clarity of Vision. And the four teleclasses will be Precognition, Predictions, Prophecies, and Your Spiritual Awakening, Seeing the Future to Make Your Course Corrections Now, that's the first one, Prophetic Visions and Your Mediumship, Your Communication with Your Spirit Guides, Angels, and Masters of Wisdom, that's the second one, um, those are on the Saturday, and on Sunday it's making Enjoy Making Your Predictions for 2021 Now, Discovering the Future to Create Your Next Steps, and the second one is Solving the Dilemma of Time Travel. How to travel through time to heal yourself, transform the world, and not mess up the timeline. For all the details or to sign up, go to michaeltamora.com or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during regular business hours Pacific time and talk to our wonderful assistant, Noel. In just a bit, we'll continue our exploration of Joy to the World, the transformational power of your psychic communication. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. 
Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Well, we're back, and it's good to have you back with us. In fact, it is joyful. We've been exploring the topic of bringing more joy to the world through the transformational power of your psychic communication. And just before the break, I was addressing those of you who are already developed psychics or sensitives who have a problem with what you find out as a psychic or a sensitive. You know, it's some people think being a uh, being psychic is all glamour and you make a lot of money and you can be famous. It is not. And in fact, bringing up your psychic abilities just indicates that as a soul, you're coming along on your soul path and you need to learn to manage it. And so let's say, for instance, you go to the grocery store and you, like I did at Whole Foods yesterday, I waited in one line for 20 minutes and realized I was in the wrong line and had to get it into another line. You know, a couple of days before Christmas, the stores are all pretty. <laughs> what kind of psychic are you? You can't even find the right line. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the lines were uh, halfway across the store, so, uh, you know, I was just following the crowd. And that's what happens when you follow, you follow the crowd. The crowd. So, uh, but if you're... Uh, in a, a line and then you come up you know you've waited for a while and you're you start to load your groceries on and, and you say something to the clerk and the clerk barks back at you and it hits you like a, a Mack truck you know the energy hits your heart or it gives you a headache or uh, and they're real you know not they're snippy with you or whatever um, we have a tendency to take that very personally and even if they don't bark at us but they we feel that energy. See, that's the difference. We feel more deeply. We experience energy more deeply. And the problem is that if you don't, if you stop there and react to where that person is, you're going to miss out on what's really happening. First off, if you're aware that everyone is doing the best that they can, even when they're in a bad mood, even when they're, you know, crazy on the corner or whatever, <laughs> like they were in Berkeley when Michael was living there. Um, everyone, that's my mantra these days, everyone is doing the best that they can, even the people speeding at 90, 100, 120 miles on the freeway. And it, it makes it a little easier to forgive whatever situation is going on. But if with that psychic awareness, I can also look at, okay, if, if the clerk is barking at me or throwing energy at me, what's going on with her or him? And, you know, uh, you don't know if they've had, uh, you know, their husband just had a cancer diagnosis or their boss just yelled at, at them before you came up to the check stand, or maybe they have a headache or a stomach ache or, or just don't want to be there. And if you are responding to them with the same dark energy that they're putting out, it's going to become almost like creating karma. War. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where wars begin, actually. But um, I was talking about a tool that we teach called body of glass. Now, you know, if somebody's assaulting you or whatever, you got to take care of yourself in that. But when it comes to energy, 
if somebody's putting off bad vibes or whatever, don't judge them for that. You can notice it. I mean, that's what we do as psychics. Okay, that person has bad vibes, but there's a reason for it, okay? (laughs) So if if you're afraid you're going to be affected by it, I knew someone who used to spread, uh, what was it, um, lavender oil all over herself when she was in crowds of people because she just couldn't stand the energy. And really, all you need is to learn to be a body of glass. And body of glass isn't fragile. It's being centered within your being and just being clear like glass. Even though you have a colored aura and your body's dense and everything, you also can tune into yourself and as, as an energetic spirit being. And you can notice that when somebody's bad vibes come out and they're coming your way, you just be a body of glass, just like... Uh, glass like a window and the sun coming through it without damaging it yeah it just passes right passes right through and And then you can have the neutrality enough to to see what's going on with that person you don't necessarily have to give them a reading or address it but then you can learn oh that's why this person is acting this way and the more you practice this the less negative people are going to affect you in that way yeah and when you really practice this, you'll find out that the only time we ever get into trouble, the only time we suffer, the only time we we have a really hard time with anything in life is when we're unconsciously resisting. And that's the, that's the catch. Mo- most of us, we don't consciously resist, but, or very little of that. But when we are unconsciously resisting, we don't know we're resisting, but there's something on us. And so that's that's usually on a very psychic level, an energy level, not necessarily overtly. But when we're resisting unconsciously, we're putting out the energy like, you know, stop, don't do anything, get away from me, go away. Or, or the other side of it is trying to control something else beyond our control, beyond you know, trying to control somebody else and all that kind of stuff. And that's all happening on an energetic level. But if you'll find out, oh, the only time you resist is when you're afraid. So you might not be conscious that I'm afraid of this or that. But sometimes, you know, we have these little unconscious fears and that unconscious fear within us is just going, no, <laughs> can't make, can't let it be that way. So resistance is essentially not being able to let something be as it is first. Doesn't mean it's not going to change or it doesn't mean it shouldn't change or anything like that. It's not that we shouldn't work at um, bringing, uh, uh, you know, intolerable uh, condition uh, and just roll over and play dead and let it be that way. No, it's, it's letting something be isn't a passive thing. Mm-mm. It's very proactive. First thing first, if you can't let something be as it is first, you can't do anything about it. But the amazing thing happens when you can let something be as it is, it starts to change from within. This is what happens when you're a body of glass, when you're letting things pass through. You're letting a person be the way they are, do the things they do first, because guess what? 
we observe it because they're already doing it. It's not like we're preventing them from starting to do that. No. It's it's like a lot of the new movies, you know, it starts in the middle of the action. <laughs> right? <laughs> the bank robbery is already happening, you know. <laughs> and then uh, 10 minutes into the movie, they go, "Meanwhile, uh, 8 days ago <laughs> or earlier in the day, this is was what was happening and leading up to that scene." Well, that's how it kind of works. And so whenever we notice something that we end up in consciously or unconsciously resisting, it's already happening. So you can't jump into what's already happening to try to reverse it and stop it from ever happening. No, that's that's kind of the thing that we unconsciously try to do in, in that resistance is try to make it like time travel into the back. You know, they have a lot of sci-fi shows, time travel. And a lot of times the idea is the goal of the both the good guys and the bad guys are to go back in time to change history so that what they're not liking happening today they can go back in time and swap out things and then mm-hmm. and come back here and say oh now it's everything's great well guess what it never works right even in the movies it doesn't work <laughs> so it's the same where when you experience something that you resist something that you don't like something that's not okay with you oh it's already happening you can't undo it you know in reverse time or something except when you can let it be first then you're giving it space to be and everything in order for it to change in order for us to help in the transformation of the world around us to the better we have to first let things be as it is, as they are. Then, not only will we be able to be more aware of what's going on so we can make take steps toward changing that, bringing it more to healing, but even more than that, it gives a breathing room for what is unacceptable, what is not going right, to start to go, okay, cycle out. In this temporal world, there's a beginning and an ending to everything. Everything's going to come to an end sooner or later. But the more we fight it and resist it, we're not giving a breathing room to come to an end. So the very things that we want to end, all you know, most of us or many of us want things to end that's not healthy. It's not you know, productive. It's not beneficial to any of us. Those are the things... It's not going to end as long as everybody's just putting so much more energy against it. But when you start to go, hey, this thing that's going on isn't the boss of me. (laughs) It can't control me. Because underneath all resistance is fear. So the practice could be that anytime you're finding you're having a hard time handling something, Find out instead of blaming the other person or, you know, we got to tackle them and put, bring them down to the ground and blah, blah, blah. Look inside of yourself and ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Even unconsciously, what am I unconsciously afraid of? Because when you ask that question and instead of trying to figure it out intellectually, you let it come out. You know inside. So, Your knowingness will bring out to you 
to your conscious part of your awareness, you'll start to recognize, oh, I never knew I was afraid of, you know, if this, if I don't get this done, nobody's going to like me. Nobody's going to approve of me. Nobody is going to talk to me. This is how I earn my respect. So if I let this go or if I let this person damage that, it's going to ruin me. Ah, I'm afraid of that. Okay, let go of that fear. You don't have to hold on to it. And you're creative. Start to create a new level. And this is a big part of what's coming this year. I think for every one of us, is it's going to be an incredible opportunity to let go of the past. Your regrets, your disappointments, your failures, whatever you hold against you, let it go. And look into not the future, but look into the hope of the present spirit, eternal. Not even the present, it's the eternal. Everything's possible. And when you look there, you're going to see the light like St. Bernard, laughing, joyous. You're going to be able to share in that joy. And once you're in that joy, anything's possible. The miracle is possible. Even if everything looks like there's no way out, you open up the possibility for the miracle. Have a Merry Christmas. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. And I would also like to wish you a wonderful and Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us once again. Please let us know about your experience of our show and what you might have gotten out of it by commenting on our Facebook page. And it's called Michael and Raphael Tamora Living the Miracle Radio Show. You have to put radio show on there or you'll get a different site. If you'd like us to explore a particular topic on our show, let us know. Join us next Wednesday to get ready to ring in the new year by exploring the real meaning of saying goodbye and saying hello. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass on Saturday, January 9th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time to learn to do energy work to make more space for your creativity in the world. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. Merry Christmas from Michael and Raphael Tamora. This is Living the Miracle. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.